know me, I got 30 pages of notes. And I don't think you want to sit here and hear 30 pages of notes in 30 minutes. So we're switching the time up 15 minutes earlier because you know what? We truly want to ask God to come in, and we don't care. He doesn't interrupt our services. If he wants to speak through the gifts of tongues and interpretations, let him. If he wants to come in and indwell us a spirit of worship, he's more than welcome. If he wants to come in and give us a little longer sermon that week, he's more than welcome. And we want to give him more time to do so. So you do not want to be late. I don't know. Something in me is stirring a little bit greater this morning. So you don't want to be late. Because what I feel that God is trying to do is he's trying to awaken his people. He's trying to get us to check our hearts and say, what is it that I'm struggling with? Who is it that I am? You see, this morning, I felt God say, because normally I'll ask you questions in the begin, or at the end of the sermons. But this morning, God said I have to ask you two questions before I can even preach. Don't want some answers. I want it just to be something that you think about. I want you to process what it is. The first question is, who are you today? Think about it. Are you tall or are you short? Are you skinny or are you fat like me? Are you struggling or are you victorious? What is it that makes you you today? Just think about that. And then the other question is, what is it that shaped you into the person that you are today? I'm going to tell you right now, if you would have met 13-year-old younger me, you would have looked at me and said, he's never going to be doing anything that he's doing right now. Better yet, if you would have met 21-year-old me, you would have said, oh, that man's never going to be a preacher. You would have said, he was a lost cause. But let me say something. Something shaped me. Something changed me. Let me tell you, the same is true for you. You are not who you used to be. It could be that the time just hit and you got a little bit more wrinkly. It could have been the Oreos hit just right and you put a little bit more on your waistline. You're definitely not who you were yesterday. Better yet, it could have been a sermon that you heard that made you question where your walk was. It could have been a song that you heard on the radio that, that you felt the Spirit of the Lord was all over you and it just marked, left a mark on you. It could have been something so transformative that changed you from who you once were to where you're right now today. But I have to proclaim one thing. You're not meant to be today, tomorrow. You're not meant to stay right where you're at. So as we get ready to go into the sermon, as we get ready to look at the scriptures this morning, I want you to realize that there's more to this life than you even understand. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, I know we're going to put it up on the TVs. Going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 1. And we're going to look at verses 19 through 25. And it says, Then, as the Lord our God commanded us, let us set out from Hoab and went up to the hilltop of the Amorites through all of that vast, dreadful wilderness that you have seen. And so we reached uh, Kadesh um, Barnea. Then I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of, our, of your ancestors told you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Then all of you came to me and said, Let us send ahead to spy out in the land for us and bring, or, and bring back a report about the route which we should take into the towns we should come. Needless to say, they, they heard the report 
They heard God say, go. But then they said, whoa. Can I say that again? God said, go. And the people said, whoa. We want to know which way to go. We want to calculate. We want to formulate that this is truly what it is. And the idea seemed good to Moses as he's writing down. And he says, so I selected 12 of you. One man for each tribe. And they left and went up to the hill country. And they came to the valley of uh, Eshclo and, and explored it. And taking them, them some of the fruit of the land, they brought it down to us and reported, it is a land uh, that is good and the Lord our God is giving it to us. Father God, I need you right now just to take this message and let it be what you need it to be for this body, Lord, that's hearing it today. Whether they're hearing it today or they're watching it on a live stream or listening to it in a podcast form or whatever which way we distribute this word, Lord. Let it have the ability to edify whoever hears it. Because God, right now we're hearing the word go. But we don't know which way to go sometimes. But God, we're asking for the clear direction that you want us to go. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. You see, we struggle when we hear some things. Can I say that? We struggle to hear some reports that people say, like doctor's reports. Like the word cancer. Or the word of, I don't know what's causing your struggle. I don't have the answers. Or the, the words of, I don't know what's the next step. Or, or words of, I don't know if you'll ever get pregnant. Or words of, we don't know what's going on, but there's something wrong with the pregnancy. We struggle with the negative reports of the uncertain things. But can I just say something else? We struggle with the good reports sometimes. I can remember when I had the report of, they kept saying, we don't know what's going on with your heart. And I kept looking at them saying, well, I know something's not right because I can feel it. But you can't give me the answers. So let me keep harassing you until you give me an answer. And they finally gave me an answer. And they finally put me on the table and they finally did the heart surgery that I had to have. And they said, well, we'll see if this fixes it. Let me tell you right now, the words of let us see if this will fix it does not sound good. But at the same time, there was a hope in there that says we found something, we did something. But then the uncertainty kicks in. Is it real? Am I really going to feel this or was I just crazy the whole time? Let me tell you, when your heart starts acting up sometimes and the doctors don't have an explanation, sometimes you feel a little crazy. I mean, sometimes I look and talk to my wife and I feel a little crazy because she's going, what are you saying? But the truth is, we struggle with the reports that we get because we're always second-guessing everything. It's a human nature. It's, an, it's this unique ability that we all have. We're like, is this really it? Let me tell you, when I do plumbing work sometimes, and yes, I do it, and no, I don't enjoy it. Any kind of manual labor, fixing my car for existence, I always go, did I put that bolt on just tight enough, even though I tested it 20 times to make sure it was right? I second-guess myself, and I'm sure so many of you are just like that. You second-guess your life every single step of the way with different instances that could come up that I could, I could calculate, formulate, speak it out, but... They're not always going to be there. But one of the things that the Lord was speaking to me this week is we struggle to hear his voice. We struggle to hear what he wants to say. Because we don't really listen. You see, when we hear something, we have to choose to focus ourselves to listen to. Can I be a little transparent with you guys? I think I have a little ADHD. And probably some other adjectives and the numbers and whatever else you want to put in there too. And what I'm saying is there are sometimes in conversations I get into when I'm around a large crowd of people that I struggle to hear what you're saying. And I question and I was like, why is it that I always struggle with this same one little issue? And it's because I have to be very intentional with the focus that I put into. 
I mean, I'm sitting in a classroom one day substituting at my girls' school. And I'm trying to talk to a student. And i got a whole bunch of other students doing whatever else. And I know I have to be attentive to them. But at the same time, I'm trying to be fully engaged with that student. And it required an immense focus. An immense hunger to actually understand what you're saying. Could you imagine going to a large concert and trying to hear one voice that's trying to tell you a story with all the loudness? Could you imagine something like that? It's hard. But that's how our life is sometimes spiritually. Sometimes we're, we're, we're so confused and so drowned out with everything around us that when God says go, you say no. When God says, will you? You say, I don't know what you're even talking about. When God's trying to engage you in a manner, in a fashion, to allow you to see something greater in your life, and all your response is, God, I don't know what you're saying. I don't even have an ability to hear your words. Then we're in some struggle. You see, when I was looking at the news throughout the last month, when I was watching all these different colleges and universities start bringing up these reports of people just saying, you know what, we're not satisfied any longer with what we have. So what did they do? They stopped everything they were doing and said, it's enough. I'm done with a particular schedule. I'm done with a particular manner or fashion of desire that I have. I'm done. I want more. I want more. So what did they do? They stopped everything they were doing and they stayed in the place that they knew that God could meet them at because they went to a church service. They went to a worship set. They went to a place where they were hearing the truth. And they said, I want to hear more. God, I want to put my focus on you. It's like when the song, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. We get so drowned out with everything, but we don't realize it's all about him. We get so drowned out with, with, with all the things of this life, with whether our bank account gets balanced out or whether our car is running or, or whether our spouse is mad at us or our kids are going crazy. But we lose focus that it's all about the creator, not the creation. You see, the church nowadays is made up of a many issues. Can I say that? The church has got a dysfunction in it. God's saying, do not forsake the dwelling of, or, or, or the coming together of the church. But I look in the pews and I see a lot of emptiness. I see a lot of people going, why am I here? I see a lot of people going, I'm sitting in here because this is what I was told to do. Without understanding the power and the implications of why you're here. You see, we have so many people that come into the building that have said, I want to hear from my God and I want him to show up. Is that you? Is that you this morning? I know I'm coming at this a little differently. I don't mean to be a little bit more edgy on some of the things, but some of us come in here and say, God, I want you to show up. But God, I only want you to show up at 12 noon, and if you don't show up at 12 noon, I'm done. Say that one more time. He will be there on time. He will not come when you want. Thank you. I love that. But the truth is, the church has been made up to believe that it's all about you. We come in here and we're like, oh, I want to say, I want to sing the songs that make me so happy. Oh, I want to come to church and I want to hear a message that's just right there on the cusp of making me feel good, but it doesn't condemn me any more. I don't want to know that I'm wicked. I don't want to know that I have struggles. I just want to know that God loves me. I don't want to go deeper. I don't want to go further. I want to just come in and feel special. I want to come in and feel like I'm watching a Disney movie. 
Let me tell you right now, I will never have a church that I would ever lead and want to go to that would be like Disney. I want to have a church that's more like a Mr. Rogers. Because Mr. Rogers taught us a lot of valuable principles about how to walk, how to go through life, and not about the whole entertainment junction. Because I'm not here just to see flashy lights. I'm not here just to sing a song that'll make me feel all warm and squishy. I'm here to hear what the Lord wants to say. I'm here to understand what His Word says. It's clear, it's decisive, it's truth. But in order to hear those words, we have to put our focus in it. That's something that struggles through this generation that we're in, through the lives and the world that we're in. Because everybody's focus is all about me. Everybody's focus is all about what makes me feel better. What makes me feel important. What makes me feel like I'm a princess. It's all about what can we get from it for me. And you see... The struggle that we hear, or that we have, is that we will never hear the voice of God clearly enough. If it's only about the comfort that we desire right now. Inside the story of, De of Deuteronomy, which is a repetition of what you read in the book of Numbers. Of where God was telling his people to go. And go and do it because I'm with you and I will lead you through it and you don't have to have a worry. But the people's fear was the focus that they put on in their life. Let me tell you, it's so easy to become fearful in this world. The other day my wife was driving down the road in our little car and she says, Honey, I'm fearful. I think I might have to stop the car by hitting it into a pole because the car is not steering properly. And I can't seem to get the brakes to work. And I had to tell her, honey, you have to put a little focus on with what you're doing. You don't realize that those brakes might not work, but you have a stick in the middle of the seats. It's an e-brake that if you pull it, it will bring it to a stop. It's little things like that that brings remembrances of what we're going through. You see, God might tell us to be going someplace, but our fear is, do I really want to? But our fear is, are they going to welcome me? Our fear is like Jonah. You guys remember Jonah, right? You know the guy that got put in the belly of a fish for three days, and he came out smelling like a belly of a fish after three days? Don't say you didn't ever think about that afterwards. I read that, and I said it said it spit him out. I said that man must have stunk to all high heavens. But in it, what Jonah was commanded to do was to go to a place called Nineveh and to proclaim a word that God's judgment was coming on the people. And what did Jonah do? He said, no. He said, oh, no. He said, Lord, I am not going to Nineveh. I am going to Tarshish. Because I don't want to go there. Because they will not receive the message. They will surely kill me. Needless to say, what he said was, I am too fearful to go. So therefore, I'll stay right where I'm at. And I'll go the opposite direction. You see, as Christians, we do that. Every single day of our lives, we wake up and God's saying, good morning. How are you this morning? I love you. I want to treasure you. I want you to know you're the most valuable thing because I created you. You're more precious than diamonds. You have to realize you're, you're valuable to me. I love you. I want to empower you. I want to show you what you're going to do. I want to give you the, the blessings that I have for you this day. But I need you to choose to serve me and follow my commands. And what do most of us do? But God, I got to get up and I got to go take care of the kids. God, they've already told me they want breakfast. That's what my kids do. God, I got to get up. I got to get the kids to school. God, I got to get up. I got to go to the grocery store. God, I got to get the, up. I got to clean the house. I got to go do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And God's saying, I don't want that. All I'm asking you to do is not to stop your day for everything else, but to stop your day for a moment and listen to me and allow me to move in your day that you haven't even realized. 
Most of us reject it because we put all of the priorities in our fear basket. All of our priorities are outweighed, but whether if God is doing something in our lives, he has to do it in our fashion. But yet we struggle every single day with it, even though we think it's going to change. And if I remember right, Webster's Dictionary says that's called insanity. To do the same thing in, a, in, a, in the same fashion, hoping that there's going to be a change. Many of us, I would say, we're our, we're, we would be classified as insane Christians. God, I don't want to do this because I want you to change this, but I don't want you to give me this. God, I want you to do this, but I don't want you to do that. You see, what we have to realize is that our lives are always going to be coming into focus of what God is trying to expose every single day of our lives, that he has good and not evil in there, that he's promising you. But you have to follow it and go after it. It's like when God called Moses in the burning bush in the book of Exodus. He said, I want you to go. And Moses, he said no. He says, God, I believe you, but I got a, st- 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 a, a, a stutter. I, I, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not, not going to um, speak right. And God says, I don't care what you got wrong with you. I don't need your fear and your irrelevant things to come in there because when I say something clear enough and I say it decisive enough, when I say it, it means it's going to happen. Can I say that a little bit differently here? If God's speaking over something in your life and you're doubting it, you're doubting the one who created you, the one that has the power and the ability to make it all work together for the good of those who will walk in obedience and follow after his presence. So why are you doubting? Why do you think that if God says you're going to marry this person, it's going to be bad? It might have some difficulties. You might want to strangle that person every so often. Can I get another amen in there somewhere? You might have some struggles and difficulties, but let me tell you, if God put it together, what is it going to change? God's moving miraculous things. It's like when, when, when uh, Jose got told, you need to go and marry Gomer. He says, I want you to go and marry a prostitute. And Gomer, Jose's like, what am I getting into? But what we don't realize is that God's purposes are always greater than ours. God's purposes are always exposing even greater than ours if we would just say yes. Not what TLC says, say yes to the dress. What we need to start saying is yes to Jesus. Yes, Lord, I want more. Yes, Lord, I want to go deeper. Yes, Lord, I want to go further. Yes, Lord, I want to see further, deeper, wider, greater of how good your love is in my life. And I want to see the fruit that comes from it. But we have to say yes. Because if we don't say yes, we find the mess. No, I did not mean to make it sound like a Dr. Seuss book. You see, what we find and we struggle with is to listen with the clear, concise focus that says, God, you're the most valuable thing in my life. I want to hear you. That's why when we struggle to read the word, because everything underneath the sun is so loud around us, we're like, I can't read today. My kids are too loud. I can't read today. I got too much drama. I can't do this today because my anxiety is at a 12 today. Let me tell you, that's just the devil trying to get you to not ever be focused on God. Because we do have a good devil. We give him a little bit more credit than he's worth. Because he's a bad devil, but he's a good devil. He knows how to get you off track because he's measured you and got all these things about you and he knows how to get you off track. And he knows that if he can get you off the focus of, of, of being fully attuned with what God is trying to say to you and try to get you to where you don't hear it clearly enough, that your life will fall apart. I've met way too many Christians that were on fire for God who when they took their eyes off the prize fell apart and you ask where it happened to them and you're like I don't know I heard this report I heard that report I don't know there's nothing clear and concise about what happened 
But what God is trying to say is if you'll put your focus on me and you'll start listening to me and, and, and we do what we're called to do, which is to hear God's word deeper and more clearly, then we will actually go further than we'd ever want to. Let me say one thing. In the book of Deuteronomy, when they're looking at it, Moses and Moses is telling them what God is telling him to do, which says to go and take up the promise that I have given you, the promise that you will go into a land flowing of milk and honey, the land of blessings, the land of goodness, the land of, of greatness. And their response was, no, I want to send 12. No, I want to see how we are supposed to walk. You know, we, we like to manipulate words. Can I say that again? We like to manipulate words to make it sound like we're good, overly spiritual, and great. But we're just as wicked as the rest of them. Why is that? It's because we don't want to listen clearly. I'm sure all they heard was the word, go into the land. They didn't hear the rest of the part where it says, God is with you and he's going to bless you across the other side. All they heard was go because they're not listening. How many of us have been not listening clearly with what God is saying to do? When he's saying, go into Walmart. If Brother Chip was here, he'd get a kick out of that. But anyway, go into Walmart and just start talking to people. Don't be overly spiritual. Don't go, Jesus loves you. Don't start walking around and going, Jesus loves me, this I know. Don't go into Target and, and start going, oh, y'all going to hell. When he says, just go, go talk. Go love people. Go do this. Go do that. Why don't you just go? Because you don't realize the promises that are going on with the word go is so much more powerful than the stay. You see, the thing that I keep hearing that Christians are doubting and struggling with, the thing that I see the detriment of the church today, is the fact that we're so great at being isolated. Thinking that something will come out of nothing because we dreamed about it. Can I say that again, Tyler? We think something's going to happen just because we dreamed it. But what God is trying to tell you is if you're not willing to be used, you're no good. If you're not willing to go, you're no good. Because, spoiler alert, and later on, after they said, no, we will not go, they said, okay, God said, let us go. And God said, nope, it's too late. You lost your mark. You lost your chance. Don't go. If you go, it's going to be destruction. So what did they do? They went. What happened? They got destruction. And that's where it's very, very, very prevalent that we have to have our focus on God. So when he says go, we say, yes, Lord. When he says, I want you to do this. Okay, Lord. I want you to do this really crazy sounding thing over here. Okay. Let me tell you, there's some really crazy situations I found myself in because I listened to God and he says, I want you to do this. There's been crazy situations where I heard God say, I want you to go pray with this person. And I want you to pray this one clear, concise prayer. And I'm like, God, their marriage is solid. What are you asking me to pray for? And he says, it's not about where they're at right now, but it's about where they're going to go, and I need to have that covered right now. And I watch these people go, why are you praying this prayer over my life? And I said, it's because God says to, and I want to be obedient of my God. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tent of the wicked. And if that means I want to be a doorkeeper, it means I'm willing to say, when he says open the door, I open the door. When he says close that door, I close that door. You see, that's what he's asking from every single one of you today. Everyone that's even watching on the live stream today, he's asking, what is it that you're hearing in your walk with him? Are you hearing a lot of do's, but you're not hearing a lot of truths? Are you, are you listening deeply and clearly enough that when he says a command and you hear the go and you, all you respond is no, because you didn't hear the fact that he says, I'm going to do something else. You see, that's the struggle we have today. Because what we want to hear isn't always what God wants to speak. I heard somebody on one of these TikTok videos that my wife was watching the other day said sometimes we, we want to worship Jehovah Genie. 
you have never heard of Jehovah Genie, I'm going to tell you right now, you'll never find it. Because the Jehovah Genie that people want to have is the makeshift God that says, God, I want my three wishes. And when I'm done with it, I'm over. Then he continued on, he says, we have to have Jehovah Geico. We want the God of our great insurance. When we mess it up, we reach out. We want him to be our state farm agent. When, like a good neighbor, oh, there you are, God. Yeah, See, I knew you'd show up when I called your name. You see, what we have to realize is that if God is God, we cannot make him anything different. If God is God and he put you here on this world and he built you up and he's walked you along this path and he's called you to be obedient all the way through, even in the bad situations, you have to say, yes, Lord, I'll go. Yes, Lord, my marriage is a mess, but I'll go. I'll stay with the person. Yes, Lord, I'm struggling with addiction. I'm going to start working towards walking away from it. Yes, Lord, I'm going to go to the recovery center because I need to get free of it. Yes, Lord, I, I'm struggling with, with financial issues. But yet, your word says to give and I'll give. Yes, Lord, I'm struggling with this or that. You see, what, what I'm trying to get at is, is that if we listen clearly enough and deeply enough when he says to do, we will actually hear the full command of what he says. To go in and take possession of the blessings that you've not yet witnessed. But you have to do it with the obedience through faith. And we know what Hebrews chapter 1 says, faith, or Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is the thing hoped for, but not yet seen. We have to hold on that when God speaks it, that he's going to back it up. I don't know about you this morning. I'm done walking this life worried about what I'm going to stumble upon. I'm, I'm done living this life thinking that it's all going to measure out and come together where all I'm not going to have to do is deal with anybody that's going to do me wrong. I'm sorry. The word says that my life be an altar to God that's holy and pleasing aroma to him and I want it to be all in with him. And that's what he's asking us today. Will you be all in with him today? All in with everything that you are and have? Are you willing to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to go into the land of the blessing and the promise because I trust you? Or are we going to allow our circumstances and our experiences shape the fear that drives us around? Are we going to let our life circumstances be the thing that drives us and not the God that speaks it over us. Let me say, I know what time it is and I'm not done yet. I know what time it is, but I know what God needs to say this morning. There are some people on this life that have had such a dysfunctional life that they don't, they don't even know how to get past it. They've had the, the horrible abuses hit them. They've had the bad family structures that shaped them. The broken families, the fatherless homes, the bad fathers, the bad mothers. They've had the bad relationships. They've had people say that they should fear just because of what they look like. They've had people tell them they're wrong just because of whatever situation they've done through. They've had people lie about them. They've had to do all these things. And all these different circumstances that have hit them, have shaped them, and said that I have to put fear on me. I have to let this be the thing that I'll measure out every decision I make. You know what I'm talking about when the, when, when the, when the prescription says you have to measure it out just right to get the right dosage? And if you don't, you could get sick or whatever. People put that thing on God. They start, they start saying, God, I have to have you in the right dosages. Because I'm so fearful that if I trust you a little bit too far, I'm going to get burned. God, I, I, I can't go all the way over there because if I do, I don't know if I'll live. God, if I do this situation, will I not have any more value where people want to be around me? Let me say, when I became a Christian, I remember what people used to say about me. They started saying, you're not who you used to be. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not who I used to be. Oh, you're not fun anymore. You don't go drinking anymore. No, I don't go drinking anymore. But they kept looking at me and go, but yet you still smoke. And I'm like, yeah, I do still smoke because it's something I'm waiting for God to get rid of as I'm trying to fight it like tooth and nail because I don't want to smoke. 
But they kept saying, oh, you just think you're holier than thou. No, I'm not holier than thou. I'm me. I'm walking according to who God is, and I'm trying to be better than what I once was because I've seen the, the one that I want to be just like. And it's not like Mike. It's like Jesus. And I'm not going to measure it out because what I've learned is the more and more and more and more of Jesus that I let come into my life, the more he says I love you, the more he says you're valuable, the more he says I want you to go here, the more he says I want you to go there, all I keep finding is that I find more blessings than I'd ever have. And I didn't need to measure it out with the fear of the things that experienced me and shaped me, called me to be. You see, what I feel God is saying, Amy, if you'll go ahead and get ready, come on up here with the rest of them. I think Patrick just went out, but he'll come in in a minute. It's that we don't hold on to what Scripture says. Romans 8 and 31 says, If God is for me, who can be against me? Psalms 56 and 3 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, you will keep me keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast when they trust in you. You see, we got to start letting the word come in and be clear and concise and allow it to shape us. But we struggle because we don't want to let it sink in. We don't want to let it sink in. You see, the thing that we struggle with the most is to let God go deep. God's word's great. My sermon might be wonderful and on point for somebody to get a little tingle. But if it doesn't take root in your life to where it's a transformational thing that goes across, that it doesn't start taking root and growing and start producing fruit within you, it's not got any value. You see, the people in Deuteronomy, the Israelites, as they were waiting and they heard the word, all they kept hearing was the word fear, and they let that sink so deep into their lives but not the word go, not the word yes, Lord. You see, I feel the reason to challenge you this morning. Are you willing to let God's word truly sink into your life when he says yes and go? And you say, yes, Lord, I'll do whatever. Yes, Lord, I'll let this start becoming a tree in my life that's a tree of life that I can know will spring forth a great fruit that will allow me to live more decisively and more victoriously. You see, John 14, 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in me, but believe in all. if you believe in God, believe also in me. We have to hold on to the truth that when Jesus is speaking the words, he's saying, I'm proclaiming a promise over your life today. And that promise is that he loves you enough that he did, was going to bear everything that you do wrong and allow it to become a separation from you so that you could be called holy and pleasing to God. Let that sink in a little bit longer this morning. God loved you enough that he says, if you believe in God, believe also in me that I will set you free because of what I'm going to pay. John 5 and 25 says, Truly, truly, I say unto you, whoever hears these words and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but passes from death to life. You see, we struggle too long. We've struggled too long, church, and the world doesn't need any more struggling Christians any longer. It's time for us to let the word be spoken and truly sown into your life. It's time to let your heart become the, the, the soil that's going to produce the great fruit that God wants to put in you. Through the Holy Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the gentleness, the meekness, the goodness, the kindness, and the self-control. It's time to have a heart like what Job 19 and 25 says. I know my Redeemer lives. Can I say that a little longer? we got to start letting that sink into our hearts and our minds. I know who Jesus is. And I know that He died on the cross. But I know He lives. And because He lives, I can see tomorrow. I know where the plans that I have for you is what God wants to tell you. But you have to listen to them. Plans of good and not of evil. Plans to give you a future and a hope. 
But you have to walk into them and you have to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you in it a little longer. I'm not going to have a FOMO of this world, fear of missing out on things of this world. I'm not going to have a fear of missing out on my parties that are drunkenness. I'm not going to miss the, the, the FOMO of missing out on relationships. I'm not going to miss the, the idea that I'm going to lose whatever I have because I accepted him. I'm going to get rid of the FOMO altogether and I'm going to walk in the obedience. You see, in closing, before we do a song, I want you to understand one thing. The world might call you weak. The world might call you poor or unworthy. The world might call you ugly or filthy. The world might call you too small and too invaluable or too and not have an ability to. That's what the devil wants to yell at you every single day because he wants you to have FOMO. But what I know God is trying to say is it's time to live victorious and say, God, I let you overcome me in every way. But that's always going to come through surrender. Through surrender. Where you say, I'm done with the things of this world, but God, I'm holding on to you. God, I know it looks like a mess on my end, but God, your word says that whatever, God, you put together, I'm not going to put apart. God, you'll bless the good things, but I'm going to trust you through it all. But that means we have to walk in surrender. If you'll stand with me this morning. Can I just say one thing? Surrender looks like this. Arms up. Arms up and just saying, God, I give it all to you because I got my arms down. I have nothing left, but I'm just full surrendering it to you. God, I'm surrendering my life and everything that I have because this is where I lay it down, Lord. This is what I need. I don't care about what's going on in my marriage. I'm trusting you with it. God, I'm going to start praying a little harder. And I don't care about what my friends and family are saying. I'm believing, God, that you'll move and do a dramatic change in their lives. God, I don't care what's going on at work. I'm trusting you in it. But that's going to come through the surrender. So if we'll just sing this song this morning. Where I lay it down, every burden, every crown. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down, every lie and every doubt. This is my surrender. And I will make for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to and I will make room for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you Every burden, every crown, this is my surrender. Whatever you want to
tradition Break down the walls of all my religion Your way is better Your way is better Shake up the ground of all my tradition Break down the walls of all my religion Your way is better Your way is better Shake up the ground of all my tradition Break down the walls of all my religion Your way is better Oh, your way is better Shake up the ground of all my tradition Break down the walls of all my religion Your way is better Your way is better Shake up the ground of all my tradition Break down the walls of all my religion Your way is better Your way is better Shake up the ground of all my tradition Break down the walls of all my religion Your way is better Your way is better And I will make I don't know about you, but today I just feel that God is starting to plant seeds of, of yeses and amens, plans of, of blessings that are going to come through our hunger and our desire to say, no longer will I be bound by the things of this world, but I want to see the heavens come down on earth and have their way. See, that's what we're called to do is to say, Lord, I'm done with what you had yesterday. God, I want more of the new wine that's coming in, and I'm going to make a new wine skin every single day when I say yes and amen. I'm done with trying to put God in a box. But have your way. We will make room for you, God. We will say yes, Lord, when you speak. We will allow it to come into our very beings and allow it to be the thing that transforms us for the promises yet to come. So, Father God, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this service, Lord. I thank you that you sent your spirit in this place so thick and so, so, so tangible, Lord that we could only just take notice. Lord, I thank you for us, Lord, in this place, that you allow us to come together, Lord, to hear your truth. But God, I ask that as we get ready to leave this place, Lord, that we don't lose the hunger that we might have started right now. That we don't lose the, 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 the satisfaction that, that, that we're struggling with every single day and we, we cast it off. Lord, I ask that you just touch us, Lord, through this life journey, Lord, and let us become so dissatisfied with every single day if it has none of you. And we keep saying, Lord, we want more. Lord, speak deeper. Lord, we want to focus longer. Lord, all we want is to hear your truth and allow it to be the thing that we live by. Lord, we are ready to say yes, Lord. So have your way, Lord, in our lives this week. Have your way in our lives this week as we go and say, Lord, whatever you say, we'll do. Lord, whatever you speak, we'll say yes. Lord, we'll go to the highways. We'll go to the byways if that's what it takes. Lord, we'll just be a yes, saying yes, Lord, to reading our word this morning. Through this week. Lord, we'll say yes, Lord. We'll say we want more time with you. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. We want more of you. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. 
Jesus, have your way in our lives. Move upon us all in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, the altars are still open. We're not closed. No, if you want to come down and pray in the altars, they're more than welcome to. But if you want to go ahead and leave, we understand as well. But know that I'm done playing church. I'm just making that declaration done right now. I'm done. If you want to keep coming, you better plan on being deeper. Because I'm done. I want more. I want to see revival. I'm done. I want to see more. I want to see the works of His Spirit. I'm done with what we have today. I want more. So let's go home in agreement and ask God to do it this week. In your private prayer times, ask God to show you who He is. And ask Him to show Himself so tangibly that He does. So Lord, we love you all to you, Jesus. Protect every single one that leaves this building, Lord. Keep them safe wherever they go, Lord. Just bless them, Lord. Show them your love. Show them your compassion. Show them your voice. And speak to us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Go and be the church. We love you all. Go love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord God first of all wholeheartedly with everything you got. In Jesus' name.